0: PR's top pros talk, leading with your values, featuring Monique Kelly, Associate Professor of Strategic Communication and PRSSA Faculty Advisor at Boston University's College of Communication, CEO and founder of Monique Kelly Consulting, LLC and founding member of Chief in Boston. And here's your host, Doug Simon.
1: It's great to have you back on the show. When we spoke last time, it was one of our most popular shows ever. And we talked about how women in particular can avoid setting their own limits on themselves to be able to break through the glass ceiling. Now we're going to be talking about change. Why has this been such an opportune time for women to make a change?
0: It's such an interesting time right now, hopefully coming out of COVID after, I think we've lost track of how many years, um, just seeing the tremendous opportunity in communications in particular, uh, everywhere from employee engagement to de and and culture, and to your question around women. Uh, I was reading a Forbes article. Um, this whole time, has really been deemed the great breakup for women and their current jobs. And I think really what they mean there is that now is a great time for women in particular to reassess what they want out of their careers. Is it still working? Is there something that needs to be fixed in order for them to balance this purpose and sense of self responsibilities at home as well as their career. And so we're finding in droves, uh, communications and beyond, women really are re-evaluating what they want and are in the power seat for driving change.
1: And you've really embodied that yourself. And it's not from a place of dissatisfaction. It's more about the opportunity to change. Previously, you were an executive at a top pharmaceutical company. Now you're moving to become a professor at Boston University while also starting your own successful consultancy.
0: Yeah, and it's something pre-COVID that I never thought I would necessarily do so quickly. Um, During COVID I started adjuncting and that was a surprise because you can imagine teaching with a mask on to students in the room, students on Zoom, then it became no students at one point. And so it just continued to change as um, the workforce changed as well with COVID and the rules around safety. And so I had uh, been an adjunct at Boston University for two years. And then when the opportunity came up to go full time, it was at a place where I was at a ceiling in my career, frankly, at Takeda, where I felt, you know, there wasn't at this point a real career growth or clear path for what I did. I was already leading neuroscience communications, commercial operations communications, working closely with our COO, And whereas I thought it was a rewarding career, uh, the opportunity really just came up for me to do something where I felt the environment was a little more inclusive and also more equitable for what I really wanted to give back to the industry and society. And so I'm incredibly grateful to be able to be a full-time professor uh, teaching media strategies, uh, corporate communication, which certainly is near and dear to my heart, And um, it was interesting, the dean, she came from Scientific American, so she also Mm -hmm. doesn't have an academia background. And as we were speaking, and I said, okay, full-time, so that's 40 hours a week, 50 hours, I mean, if it goes by, uh, you know, PR, it's 80 hours a week sometimes. And so she said, no, 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 no. Full-time professor, at least at Boston University, is you're teaching three courses, you're volunteering, so I'm also the faculty advisor for our Public Relations Student Society of America. Uh, mm. And you're you know, mentoring students, you're advising students, but it's not a full-time job. In fact, a lot of professors also consult on the side. And so I really looked at this as an opportunity to be able to keep one foot in the industry um, and do what I love, which is consulting with life science and pharmaceutical companies on comms. So that's the impetus for um, creating my LLC and, and jumping right in and working with clients.
1: That's great that you're in such a humane situation, but still it has to be a challenge navigating, you know, both that workload and the work of your successful consultancy. And I know that the students will be reaching out to you because you're so available.
0: It's taken you- 20 years and I still am trying to figure out how to say no. So in fact, I, I just had a student the other day say, I would love for you to recommend me for grad school and you know, the deadline's February 1st. And I think typically <laughs> I would, one, have the time to be able to write these letters. But also I would just, if I, I'm someone, as you know, who loves to lead with adding value and i feel if i can truly help somebody then absolutely i'll be there whether it's a student a client co-worker etc but juggling two jobs even though not both are full-time has really allowed me to focus so much on i need to prioritize um, for to make sure that i give the best to students the best to my clients but also the best from a personal standpoint as well and and find that time to the point around the Forbes article and The Great Breakup to really make sure that I am prioritizing self-care as well.
1: So how do you manage to juggle self-care with you know those two demanding jobs that are at least very brain-taxing?
0: Yeah. So I'm taking a page from both my agency and my corporate days where I had a very, not by choice, but a very regimented schedule. And so it's very easy for me now to just let, whether that's the semester or my class schedule, dictate the flow of the day or my uh, client calls or meetings and et cetera. But I find if I do that, then I'm certainly wasting a lot of time that I could spend, whether that's going for a run or reading a book I absolutely love I start every morning reading through a lot of different thought leadership articles on LinkedIn and other platforms Um, and so it's very easy for that to go by the wayside if I don't stay regimen so even if I don't have to necessarily I get up at that same time I'm getting myself in that routine and that groove and so that way I find the more that I can just maximize because none of us are going to get hours in the day back So it's about how do we make sure that we're spending that time wisely, not wishing for more time that we know we're not going to get.
1: So how do we go about sort of creating that discipline and making it work regardless of sort of our discipline tendency, if you will?
0: Right. I think what's helped me is just recognizing first, give yourself grace that your plan and I like to plan, you know, usually the evening before or it's a Sunday and I'm thinking through, OK, what's what's the plan coming up this week? Everything, not just work, work, personal life, just what's the week. And I do. I look a week out. What's the plan? What's the priority? And so much that I always have as an urgent priority sometimes changes, whether that's changing school for the most part. Academia is pretty set. But the client schedule, there could be a new right. milestone or a need or something that comes up. And so I find The more that I'm able to have a plan, but be flexible when those surprises or unforeseen things come up, that just helps me to be able to navigate it a little bit better and recognize that not everything has to be urgently done at that moment. So I think in the past where I was someone who very much prioritized just action and getting things done, I'm finding now in the two careers that I'm juggling and also wanting to make sure I've I've got a personal life to just slow down a little bit and really be intentional about what I'm doing and so focusing on impact over the quantity of hours has really been helpful.
1: That's a really smart approach and I know you've been giving advice to PRSSA students who are looking forward to successful careers in the industry. Any advice that you share with them that would make sense to also give to people who maybe have already started their careers?
0: Absolutely. So I think it's never too early to lead with your value. And that is something that when I was a BU student and PRSSA member, um, I thought to myself, how much value can I really bring? I'm just starting off. I don't really know too much. But I found my value at that moment was really just networking and being able to get, connect people, whether connecting a friend to another friend who wanted more information about um uh, particular internships or companies where they were, or connecting people with professors. And so this notion of, of whether that's your value as, as a connector or your value as something specific, um, a knowledge or a skill that you have, advice, um, always lead with that. And I think um, there's a great opportunity for students in all regions uh, this year But in particular, the Northeast region, there is a uh, conference, um, Northeast District Conference coming up. It will be hosted at BU, but it's open to all students in the Northeast, uh, February 25th, who would like to learn more about PR and have this opportunity to network with each other. So I think the more you get yourself out there, hey, it's been two, three years of really shutting in and being alone. Now is the time to get out, network, meet people, learn, and grow. And you never know if your next opportunity for PR you might get through someone you met at the conference.
1: Brilliant how you were able to show by example and show by doing working in the plug for your upcoming (laughs) event. So beautifully done. I wouldn't be a a good PR
0: person if I couldn't do PR for the conference.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I get that. It's always such a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much for being part of the show.
0: Thank you so much, Doug. Take care.